everybody, and welcome to Book It Vince, the wrestling dream match podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett. And with me, as always, is the one-man human crime spree, Anthony Hall. Ooh, the one-man human crime spree? What a nickname. I think that's a deep what cut. What a nickname. That's a deep cut. Who the... Who the hell could possibly be the one man human crime spree? Well, I was originally going to go with um, his most notable nickname, the human suplex oh. machine. Uh, is it Brock Lesnar? <laughs> no, it's Taz. Oh, Taz. Yeah, Taz. Oh, another, the, person who, another person who does suplexes. <laughs> the human suplex machine, the path of rage, the orange and black attack, the one-man human mm, crime spree. Mm, one-man human crime spree. Taz, uh, big time, big time guy. Big time hey, cool guy. <laughs> hey, Team Taz, you know? I don't know what Team they're... Taz. What's oh, their, we know. Do they have a... Do they have like a catchphrase or something? Uh, they're about to break up, so who cares? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think they do. They have. Uh, they have to. It uh, you, it exists. You son of a bitch! Uh, that's <laughs> it. Is uh, it is this FTW? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But welcome on in, everybody. Um, so this, we got a couple of announcements first before we get into this special episode of Book It Vince. And by special episode, I mean new episode, because every episode mm-hmm. is special. <laughs> um, first wow, things nice. fir- first things first, um, this comes out, uh, the week that this comes out, there are only a few more days left for a very special limited edition item that you can pick up right now. Over mm-hmm. at the Unknown Error Shop, which is unknownerrorshop.com, easy to remember, is the very first piece of Book It Vince merch that myself and Anthony are wearing. We've been sharing it on our social on social media, inspired by the OG ECW logo. You can pick yours up today. They're only available for a few more days till April 24th. So if you're listening to this and you like what we make here, you like what we do here and you want to pick up a very special limited edition shirt, you can do that right now. You should. They're nice. Marty did a good design. Thank you. It's awesome. It's purple on black. It's it's cool. It's extreme. It it is very cool. And we do plan on making more. (laughs) But if you want to pick up this one right now, only a few more days left. After this episode comes out. So April 24th is the cutoff. Again, unknownairshop.com. Plus there's a couple of other limited edition items that you can pick up there too. But mm. um, And our second piece of, announce- of announcements is uh, that we already posted this on our Twitter, which you can go follow, Book Events Pod on Twitter. Uh, we are moving the podcast to be every other week. Um, so mm-hmm. it's going to be coming out every other week, Tuesdays, um, Tuesdays, just because we moved it to Tuesdays originally because it's so much easier for me with, uh, there's been, a, there's been so many pay-per-views Su- Sunday, so many. Sunday used to be a day where like once a month 
every, every other month, you know, yeah, you got a pay-per-view. Now it's like every single, it's like every two or three weeks there's something happening on Sunday. So, it's a full-time job. It's a full-time job watching pay-per-views on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we moved to Tuesdays for that reason, but now we're moving it to every other week just because this is something that me and Anthony do on the side. This is like, it started as a passion project, and as it was weekly, uh, it started catching up to us, just like having to stop and record something every single week, edit it every single week. Um, and so we're doing it every other week. So now it's, it's that way to keep it more fun, more fresh um, and just more and just exciting. And as our listener base grows, maybe we'll get to the points. And if we get like sponsors or something in the future, we're being hopeful. Yeah. Rain energy. We're waiting for you. We're waiting for you to send us a couple cases or bubbly. Any sparkling water brand. If you yeah. want to send a couple cases to me, that would be cool as well. <laughs> um, and maybe eventually once this thing gets bigger, then we can return to you every week. But for now, uh, just to keep it fun and fresh every other week. So there you go. Yes. And we'll keep bringing you hard-hitting fantasy content, hard-hitting slams, uh, top, top rope moves, uh, super kicks, uh, video packages that explain the majority of the plot of our booking, uh, uh, <laughs> occasionally special guests, uh, and a very bad Jim Ross impersonation. <laughs> and, and, of course, you can follow us on Twitter to get daily content of either just like sharing wrestling news, fun questions to ask the audience, of course, our reactions to shows as they're happening live, all that good stuff. But announcements aside, Anthony, we got a new episode and I got a challenge for you. That I think yes. will be fun. You ready? All right. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So this idea came from uh i won't take credit for it it came from uh one of my streamer friends the mm. pun hit wonder hello who, shout when out we pun. first yeah shout out to pun when we first started doing the podcast he said oh a good one would be hulk hogan mm. versus john cena because mm. <sighs> you know it's never happened it's one of those matches that's like, you can't believe that it never happened. But yeah, it's just it's it, the two have never faced each other. Um, but my twist on it is that I think that what this should result in. The feud should result in John Cena turning heel. Into what we all wanted was NWO Cena and how it gets mm. there exactly. And I don't know, you know, is it current? Is it is it? Is it at the time that like Hogan was still sort of in the company, you know, like, but, but at that time, I guess he was, Cena was technically just coming out of Doctor of Thugonomics. So I don't know. What are your first impressions? Well, I think it should be, we should use like some time travel y book at Vince style magic to make it so that. Hulk Hogan is still able to like put on a decent enough match and is not just like old and Cena should be at like the height of his popularity. It should be like 
those versions of uh, those individual wrestlers. And also um, it should just be like, I don't know, like a cementing the legacy of like who is like the most famous wrestler of all time or who is the most notable, maybe. Okay. Like, because of course, Cena a couple of years ago. He's true golden boy. (laughs) Well, because because, you know, a couple of years ago, Hulk, it was uh, not Hulk. Sorry. It was John Cena versus The Rock and what they dubbed as once in a lifetime. (laughs) end up becoming twice mm. in a lifetime. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this would be another one of those kind of like once in a lifetime, like big moments of, you know, current day. Like what people say is like John Cena, what is, was like the two thousands, like current day um, Hulk Hogan. Right. And so, and so it could be a thing of, like the way that I kind of picture it is it starts out as like this is a respectful match. Mm. Like this is this is all for promotion. This is all for, you know, uh, giving the fans what they want. This is just once in a lifetime Hogan versus Cena. Everybody's dying to see it. Everybody wants to see it. And then it turns into something more. I think maybe the intro to this even is like if we keep it, if it's the current day, but Hulk Hogan, we give him abilities to actually like still wrestle and not be like old fart. Um, It's current day. (laughs) And it's like, let's say like Roman Reigns is uh, of course still a champion. He's the head of the table and he like dubs himself like the greatest uh, wrestler or superstar of this millennium or of the two thousands whatever you want. And it's like, I'm the head of the table the tribal chief. Uh, let's say like in this fictional world, he's just beat the rock at WrestleMania. Oh, wow. Like he's, he's beat the rock at WrestleMania. The rock puts him over. He is now the, the guy. And, uh, John Cena's uh, series uh, that he made with James Gunn, uh, the peacemaker is just about, is that, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Peacemaker. Yeah, that's what um, it is. Yeah. Is, is just about to be re- released on uh, streaming video. And of course, uh, John Cena calls in an old favor to his, to his old boss, Vince. And he's like, Hey Vince, let me come back for a run to promote peacemaker. Uh, and the run should be me feuding with Roman Reigns, who is the top guy right now. Ooh. So John Cena. Yeah. It's like, yeah, maybe he comes to the ring as peacemaker uh, to cut a promo and people are like oh ha, ha, ha. john cena is just a funny guy now we, we don't have to respect him anymore um and maybe roman reigns steps up he's like you hear the banner he's like john it's good to see you but you gotta know that this is my yard you can't be playing jokes here. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think that. I. I. I really don't think that Roman would even say good to see. You. I think he'd just walk out and go, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's like, "What are what, you doing? What are you doing? Why are you in my you are, ring?" Yeah. Also, you are someone that I looked up to. Right remember now. Remember when I? This is a joke. Well, I. Well, I remember when Cena and Roman had a feud, and people actually were really okay with. Roman going over and like and and Cena putting him over 
But yeah. obviously that was still at the time that like people were booing Roman for being a face. But like, yeah, that could play into this where it's like, uh, remember when I whooped your ass? <laughs> and he, and then <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then and so does this result in a Cena versus Roman match? I think this results in a Cena versus Roman match, and I think the yeah, I think Roman like. <sighs> I, I'm I'm thinking like he probably still goes over despite the fact that like John Cena like needs to be uh, injected in this Hulk Hogan feud somehow. But like I think Roman does ultimately beat him, and he and that's further cements Roman being like the best guy, and which makes Roman get very cocky and call and then he starts calling himself like the best of all time. And then, okay. uh, and then maybe Hulk Hogan comes comes in at that point in time, and it's like, oh, what, what? <laughs> Real American here, plays, brother. Yeah, listen here, brother. You uh, say you're the head of the table. Yeah, cut that promo. I, cut that Hogan promo, party. No, I'll let the, I'll let that little kid who like is like huge on on like social media uh, impersonating Hogan cut it. Have you ever seen that oh, video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think I think I've seen. It's this like it's before. this like nine year old kid who like just is in love with Hulk Hogan and like does all of his like uh, like things. Like he's like, listen here. Listen, Jack, the Hulkster, and it's it's cute. <laughs> but then at the same time, you at the same time you say you're like, you could pick a lot, you could pick so many other people to look up to. <laughs> yeah, not this very uh, morally questionable, uh, but, cranky old man. Um, but but okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Hulk Hogan like <laughs> cut, well cuts a promo, and like I think yeah, this is like right after the Cena match. This is maybe like to wrap up whatever pay per view this. Uh, absolute uh, slobber knocker of the peacemaker John Cena versus uh, head of the table Roman Reigns. But I think like Roman Reigns is really putting himself over with a promo and maybe even Paul Heyman is there and he's like, ah, he's the best of all time. No one can step to my client, the tribal chief. Uh, and of course, Hulk Hogan's music hits. And I think this sets up a triple threat. <laughs> Because John Cena's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let um, Roman just step on over me and and have someone who is even older and um, arguably just like uh, a, a lesser superstar of this particular time because like he's an old guy. We probably he probably can't wrestle anymore. Uh, he's not he's not gonna let that guy try to beat Roman. So they it sets up a triple threat at a future pay per view, which I think Roman beats both of them again. <laughs> And it's okay. like kind of like, and it's a like kind of like, their both of their confidences are a little bit shaking. Their egos are a little bit fragile post loss of at the triple threat that they really start to get in each other's faces about who has the better legacy. Um, and from there we can start to get the some good shit going. Well, that makes me sort of think of like, it's always tricky because all like half of the dream matches that we book on the podcast are like can happen anytime we don't really cement them in like the current day stuff and then the other half are like kind of based off of what's happening currently in wrestling 
Mm. Um, right. We're recording this immediately after, or not immediately after, but like the week after WrestleMania 37. Yeah. Um, and this sort of sounds like what I personally thought was going to be or is going to be the next storyline of Edge and Daniel Bryan, that they were going yeah. to, that they're going to go against each other uh, because they believe that each of them screwed each other out of the title opportunity. That could be, that could kind of be it, right? Like it's, it's just replacing Edge and Daniel Bryan with John Cena and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it could, it could definitely be that where it's like, Cena and Hogan believe that each other is the reason why they didn't win. And maybe in the match, there's a reason for that. Um, I think, I think what's, I think what's kind of getting me is like, like it's kind of crazy to have like these legends and like these crazy, like historic performers going against like someone like Roman Reigns where he should like Roman should probably be facing like guys that are more of like current day stuff. Like that's just me, but it's, it's the, it's the WWE man. Like they love bringing old dudes to do programs. Like just to, just to get the ratings up to win the ratings. Yeah. And I guess you could technically have it where like Roman technically pins Cena and so Hogan yeah. stays clean. Um, yeah. So yeah, be, Hogan is still like I'm be, untouched. I mean, because it would be absolutely insane for that like Roman to have just like double pinned two of the great, most like decorated wrestlers in all of WWE. It would be crazy. <laughs> it would be. It, it is a little far fetched, but but. Yeah, if you if we go off of John Cena getting pinned twice, uh, it's like, oh, John, do you even really care about wrestling? Is what uh, Hulk Hogan can say to John Cena. It's like, oh, you're a big movie star. You're the host of uh, the new Wipeout on TNT. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's like, he's like, you don't even care about this business anymore. This business gave you everything you ever could have imagined everything you ever dreamed of and what are you doing you're running away you're not you're not fighting anymore it's pretty funny though it's pretty funny that like that's the thing that always makes me laugh whenever it came to like those moments of like like when cena faced the rock and cena's Mm. whole thing was like yo you're a movie star now and look at what cena's doing he's literally doing the exact same thing it, yeah. it, and Cena can literally say that about Hogan too. Where he goes, so what is? Are you just mad that I've I'm in big blockbusters like the Fast and the Furious franchise, and <laughs> now and now the DC movies, and you made Santa with muscles? <laughs> yeah. What these? This is just becoming very petty. These and, two uh, older dudes just being very petty about their careers outside uh, of wrestling. But it's also the thing where I wonder, like, is the idea of two guys who have been there and done that arguing over who can still go? Like, is that is that like a f- is that entertaining enough to create like a interesting feud? Like, because. Cena versus The Rock was literally like everybody wants to see us wrestle. Let's let's wrestle. 
but is them arguing over like like who is more washed up like <laughs> like is that does that make it entertaining does that make it people want to watch it or should it literally just be like people want to see us go against each other more than anything for n no reason whatsoever they just want to see us wrestle so why don't we just give them what they want it could be that it's like I I more I think I would more want to see Cena versus Roman and then Hogan versus Roman. And then that oh, leads and then that yeah. leads to then that leads yeah. to Cena and Hogan. Yeah, that could, I think that's that might because be I do like too, the idea because... that like I do like the idea that like Heyman would and Roman would say he's the best wrestler of this generation and then Cena comes in. Like or or that or that scene is there promoting sure because that's always fun. Um, you it's can make it's fun... always it always happens. I mean, of course, I mention that all the time in episodes because it's like it's the easiest way to just like shoehorn somebody into the exactly um, picture. But then but then you could have Roman saying like I'm the best wrestler of this generation, and then it's him versus Cena, and he wins. And then they can now boast themselves to say I'm the best wrestler of all time. And then that's yeah. where Hogan can come in and challenge for that. And then he beats him. And then now it's just. How do they then face each other? Well, if Hogan takes a loss as well, then it's like. I, I think you'd have to be like, OK, everybody can now like uh, say that. Roman is the greatest because he's he's knocked down these two absolute icons. But like, who is really like the the great that we should respect that is not currently in the ring or not currently um, a part of the universe? Like, maybe I, I don't want to say like who's second best because it's like who wants to feud over being second best? That's stupid. <laughs> I think um, I, th I think what you could do is it could be something very simple. I think you have like that's a good way to get both of them back into WWE. Like those are two very good reasons to get them back into the ring. And then Hogan's there and he cuts a promo after he loses. Like maybe not that night but maybe the week after. And Hogan says um I got to give it to Roman Reigns. Uh he like maybe it's a thing where at the pay-per-view Cena is watching the match. Yeah. Um, or maybe like, yeah, Cena's watching the match, and then maybe like someone comes up and interviews him, and it's like, well, why are uh you know uh Cena, why are you is there's there something about this match that interests you? And he and he just says, like, I want it, I I'm curious about how this will end. Right. And then the next week, Hogan cuts a paper, uh, cuts a promo about like, like praising Roman, saying he is like the greatest, maybe not saying he's the greatest of all time, but he's the greatest of just ge this generation. Yeah. Uh, and then Cena just comes out and stands face to face with him. And like, it's insinuating like Cena's like, OK, I couldn't take down Roman. You can take down Roman. We've never faced each other. 
Like that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like Roman yeah, yeah, is yeah. the caveat to bring them both in back to WWE. And then it just sets up this like, like, cause that's the thing. Cause I mean, you could go completely wild of just like Cena comes back and then Hogan comes out and that's literally the start of it. Like that's probably all you would need, but it's more interesting that like your pump, you one, you make like Roman look awesome and it kind of then puts a chip on each of these guys' shoulders mm-hmm. about like they need some, they need, they got, they need something to prove, you know? Yeah. I think it's like, yeah, I, I, I like that. That like Roman has like beat them and has established himself as a top dog. But like these two guys, they've never faced each other. So like, what is the outcome here? Like who is, who is the greater out of the two of them? This is a matchup that um, people have talked about that has almost happened. And, and now it finally can, because just based on the circumstances that we've built, they're now both available to fight for their honor. Um, and and now I think that would be very interesting. It could get very petty with um, being like, yeah, then we can add the elements in of like, you don't care about wrestling anymore, John. You're on TV. You're a, you're a big time movie star. Uh, I've always been here. I've always cared. When Vince tells me that I need to be in the ring, if, I, if I'm there, if I'm needed for WrestleMania, for any pay-per-view, I'm there. But you, where have you been? Mm-hmm. It's only when something needs to be promoted, when anything yeah. serves John, John Cena, serves the man, John Cena, that he shows up. It would be wa- Drags himself in and... Uh, yeah, it'd be very interesting. I mean, we can't do it justice, but it would be so entertaining of every week just back and forth, like cutting each other down because it's like it's also then like who it's what I like about it. And what I like about the kind of where it's going so far is it's questioning. It's questioning who. Like, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Because they're both technically right. You know, like, that's where it's kind of like headed. Yeah. It's like, is who is like Cena? What Cena saying about Hogan is right. What's Hogan saying about Cena is right. Obviously, like, mm-hmm. and the thing, too, is that both of these guys are people that the crowds love to both cheer and boo. Mm-hmm. So. And 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 if we could book it however we want to, I would love to then have it that these two dudes realize that like their careers and legacy go above and beyond like their egos mm. and that they can start like Cena's Cena is good because Cena always. Cena clearly had hit a point in his career where he realized like, oh, my ego doesn't matter anymore. I'll we'll make fun of whatever we want. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, I can make fun of myself. That's easy. Like, obviously, you know, there one of my favorite things about Cena is there's all the stories about like him not wanting to put people over. Like Nexus and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. but now in the past couple of years, like the Firefly Funhouse match and like 
him coming out and like just putting everything on the line and even making fun of things like even people making fun of like the uh proposal to uh Nikki Bella and like yeah like all that stuff but Hogan has NWO Cena yeah that's what I want (laughs) well hopefully hopefully we'll get to that because I have an idea for that but oh yes um it would be cool to have Hogan like just allow himself to be the butt of the joke and like Sure, it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, you were in a bunch of really bad 90s movies. (laughs) But then, like, bring up, like, you know, acknowledge that your family is weird (laughs) and and that you've did bad things and let like let it let it let them jab each other back and forth. You know, like that would be so crazy and entertaining to happen on TV where you're like, I can't believe these guys are actually doing this. This is awesome. Yeah. And I think there's like, uh, it gets like so petty to the point where it's like, John, you've completed, uh, over 384 make a wishes, but I'm going to grant you one wish to get out of this match before I kick your ass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I'm I want to make you wish you never messed with me, brother. <laughs> like I wanted to hit a point where you're like, I don't know who to cheer for. I want both these guys to win because this is ridiculous and awesome. Like, and there is an audience to it too. Um, <laughs> there is an audience to it too. Where like, like every time Jericho ever insinuates something on AEW to like the rest of the world of wrestling. It's a pop. It pops people because people are like, yeah. "Hey, love it." So that's what I would want. <laughs> but, hey. it, but it kind of leads to then like, because I don't think that when it comes to like a legend versus a legend and all this stuff, like you you can't really get too deep into. Like I don't know what you what do you think? Uh, it never really gets too deep into like actual like, kind of. St- not necessarily storytelling, but not like backstage segments where shit happens and whatever. It just sort of like it's all just leading up to the match and then it is the match. Yeah, I think it's like, yeah, I, I agree with that. And in, in, in terms of like building the story out, like I don't know that it needs to happen because at, at like obviously like it should happen because that is what this podcast is about. But like in reality, like it doesn't really matter how they get there. Just the fact that Cena is going to be against Hogan is a big enough deal for people to care. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, it's like putting any celebrity in a match like bad bunny and Damian priest versus Miz and Morrison. Like you don't really have to build that. They did a little bit, but like it's the fact that like this celebrity is going to be in a match. For that specifically, I think what they did that was good was they raised the stakes and they just kept doing that every single week where it was like they just raised it more and more on each side of like why you should boo for these guys and why you should cheer for these guys. Like that was really all that they did Mm. Um, where it's they did the classic WWE stuff of like, oh, he's super rich and famous. Why don't we wreck his car? (laughs) You know, like it's a it's a trope or then. Now it's like you got Miz and Morrison where it's like, make them do a really 
a kind of catchy, but like poorly <laughs> made music video. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that thing of like, yeah, you got to like, depending on how it goes, you kind of got to designate like these guys win versus these guys. Like, why these guys should win, why these guys should lose. I think then, if anything, like we could have each of them compete in like matches on TV where it's like, because I'm pretty sure that's what they did for Cena versus Rock, where like Cena was in like a big match and then Rock came out and like got him disqualified or something like that, or or like interrupted it in some way. Yeah, yeah. Screwed I him think out that, of the I think title. That work. So like you can that do could, stuff that like work. that where they're then like doing it's it's the thing where I don't think that these two are they don't need that sort of like backstage like I'm gonna ruin your car sort of shtick. I think it's more like it's about respect and it's about like who is better and who is the bigger icon, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, John Cena should definitely be the one who is like trying to show that he uh, still has it and he's wrestling random people. And then, yeah, maybe finally he gets a shot again at a title. And it's like the, it's like the United States title or something random like that. And, and then it's like, oh, but you can't have the United States title. The real American is going to stop you. <laughs> and he comes out and he, inter- well, there and could he be interrupts like a, There could be like a heel who's champion and then just like says like, I don't think what uh, Hulkster says that you don't got what it takes anymore, Cena. So, you know, you created the U.S. Open Challenge and yeah, uh, and, and like made it this big thing. I'll 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 be nice to you tonight. Like I don't know who would be U.S. champ at that at that point of being that sort of like maybe it's uh, Sheamus. You know he's current U.S. champion, and right. he's just like you know what Cena, buddy old pal. And he's just sort of demeaning him. He's like Hulkster. You know Hulkster says that you don't got what it takes. You know what? I'll be nice to you and I'll let you have an opportunity tonight because he thinks yeah, that you can totally yeah. beat him or something. And like Cena looks like he's about to win, and then Hulk makes him lose in some way yeah the music just hits maybe maybe it's enough that the music just hits and that he like walks down the titan tron and and john cena like goes up to the ropes and is like what are you doing and then he turns around and he just gets bro kicked in the face <laughs> and then it's a one two three yeah or then or or then even like hogan comes down like gets in the ring and he's and cena's like trying to get up and then he friggin leg drops on him <laughs> that's then, mega, mega mega heel hogan but then the next week cena does something well actually maybe they don't maybe that does, they don't get to that point because of yeah. the turn that i'm thinking of because again mm. my caveat is i want cena to turn into nwo heel cena right Right. My idea for that is my idea for that is that we build, we build, we build, and maybe we can add a bit more to the build if if we want to. It gets to the match. Um and this can either be like there's a clean win or there's a dirty win. Or like something happens where essentially what I what I, I don't know what would be the better way to do it. Essentially, what happens is Cena turns full heel in that match. Mm. 
and like mm. does something that he's never done before in any other like match or finish or anything like that where like because like Cena's only gone to like past the point of like like doing healer stuff when it's like in a rivalry where it's like this is my last resort you know like I have to yeah. like I gotta do a low blow because we've come this far and we're in this no DQ match or whatever and like but instead it's like I kind of want it to be like that thing of like when Daniel Bryan turned heel. Right. And it was like, just what's like, Daniel? Crazy. Like, it's a, it's a, it's gotta be something where that reaction of what is he doing? This is not like him at all. And then like Cena just sort of, is just like, it's, I think of it. it, it wanted to be left with that question of like, why Cena? Why? You know? Yeah. I think this would be awesome. Okay. Here we are. <laughs> He uh, Hulk Hogan is just absolutely destroying Cena in this match. And he like hits him with the leg drop. Cena like kicks out and he's like in the corner. Uh, and he's just like kind of like trying to recover. And he, t- he like takes out like the rings and stuff that he, w- he wore as the doctor of thugonomics and stuff. Like just like and it basically makes like a little mini brass knuckle. <laughs> And he turns around and just hits it like Hulk Hogan right in the face with it. Or he maybe has his like Doctor of Thugonomics chain like on his person and he just like wraps it around his hand. He just hits Hulk Hogan right in the face and it's just like savagely just punching him like and, and Hulk Hogan like can't respond, can't get up. And I'm like and it's just like a regular match, right? So it's a huge it's a disqualification because okay. John Cena is like he's like, I can't lose. He's Superman. He doesn't lose. Think about all the Make-A-Wish kids. Think about the uh, fans of uh, Peacemaker, uh, soon to be streaming on HBO Max. <laughs> We're not uh, advertising Peacemaker. <laughs> We're not advertising uh, Peacemaker. <laughs> think, think about all the uh, fans of uh, Fast and Furious. Unless, unless Warner Brothers, you want nine, to nine? throw an ad on and we'll do that. You know, but Fast, Fast and Furious uh, 9? Think about all those people, huh? Um, he's like, no. I'm I'm John Cena. He he just like he breaks he breaks down. He's he's not gonna lose to Hulk Hogan, an, an old man, uh, a person that he once looked up to. But like right now, he 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 cannot possibly stomach that embarrassment. He's already lost to Roman Reigns. He, I think you, I think I think if it's gonna go that route. You got to make it way more brutal. So I, I think, think he, I think okay. they come they come down to the ring in full regalia. You know. Hulkster's got his boa. He's doing yeah. the whole shtick, you know, ripping off his shirt, you know, all that stuff. Um, Cena comes down and it's like, I'm going to show you why I'm the icon I am. Like that's it's it's a it's a battle of one upmanship this whole time. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come down as the icon that I am. And I think like his entrance, if this is like a WrestleMania match, then you have the full production value of like, uh, you could have Hogan come down, and it's like the full, you know, uh, 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 fanfare of "I'm the real American." All this stuff, yellow and red, Hulk, yeah, Hulk, Hulk is Hulkamania, yeah, Hulk, <laughs> Hulkamania, <laughs> Hulkamania is running wild throughout the arena. Fireworks of red and yellow pop off. All this stuff, confetti, whatever. Cena comes down and like as he comes down, it's kind of like a story of like 
This is getting super into details, and this is actually why I love like I love WrestleMania entrances because depending mm. on what they do, it's so interesting. Like it could be just like I'm a big fan of this thing, and so I want to pay tribute to this thing. Where it's like um, I'm trying to remember what I watched. I think it was WrestleMania 34, where uh, Seth Rollins is like Seth is a a big Game of Thrones fan. Right. And and so like the year before he was or like he was the Kingslayer. Mm, mm-hmm. And then that was because he was the Kingslayer. Uh, he came down and it was very much themed of the of. Uh, oh, what's it called from Game of Thrones? The white, the white king or like the uh, White Walkers. Mm. So like like on the big Titan Tron was like the eyes of the White Walkers and then he had contacts in them and his eyes blue and his yeah his, yeah his yeah, clothes was like yeah it was all that sort of thing I love stuff like that and so I think like Cena comes down and it's kind of like this telling story of like from when he started to where he is now where it like kind of goes through this like hustle and flow of uh where like maybe the like. Uh, Doctor of Thugonomics into hustle, loyalty, respect, like that yeah, sort of I, I thing. I think like okay, okay, so he could like come out with like a backwards hat and like a. a baseball that was a big jersey. long explanation to why he has the chain. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so he, and he has a chain and everything, and then he like takes off the the baseball jersey and like throws it, takes a hat, throws it, and then he you he to reveal that he's like just wearing like when you know a scene a shirt and he's got all like the sweatbands and stuff, and then he's like. Also wearing jean shorts, <laughs> it's just yeah, and the the music of course is playing. So <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so this is this is what I think the finish, how it works with what you said, and just adds a bit to it. I think what happens is that Cena like goes for the, uh, goes for the as you adjustment. The FU. Yeah. Let's 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 say what it yeah. really is. It's the FU. Come on. Um The FU. Yes. Uh and Hulk kicks out of it and Cena's like, what the heck? And like Hulk's ramping up and and everything. And they exchange back and forth. I don't know if Cena kicks out of the uh the leg drop as more as like maybe Cena like just misses it or like he rolls out. Mm. Uh does does the five knuckle shuffle kicks out of that and then Cena like has to go up for the like avalanche off the second rope or something yeah yeah and like maybe he does it and he pins him and then Hulk's foot just like goes onto the ring rope right and you're like he would have had it and Cena's sort of seething at this point and he doesn't know what to do and so then uh, I think what then happens is like Cena like picks up the chain and the ref's like, Cena, don't, don't do it. Cena, stop. <laughs> no, no. Like you don't want to yeah. do this, Cena. And everybody, and he's like looking out at all the fans and he's just looking and he goes, fine and drops it. Right. Yeah. And then, and then Hulkster like starts hulking up again and like gets him and then and then Cena like falls to his knees and Hulk sort of stops 
and he walk and, and and Cena is sort of like, like, kind of like pleading a little bit, and you're like, "What the heck, Cena doing? Like, why is he doing yeah. this? We've never and seen then, him do this." And then right in front of the ref and everyone, he just lows blows it, low blows him, and everybody's like, "What? Oh my god! Like, Cena, what is he doing?" And Hulk just sort of like goes down onto his knees and like, and like he like. Like leans into Cena and Cena just like pushes his head off of him and he gets up, he walks over the chance, he wraps around his hands, and then he just Hulk like manages to get back up and he just picks up gives him a big huge slug. Or he does or yeah, he does yeah, the he, fucking what what was the move that he created? The oh, the, 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 the lightning punch thing? Yeah. He does <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, and even better, even better to to continue to add to what you're uh, building, he like hits him with the you know the lightning punch with the ch- with the chain. He's holding the chain, and then he unravels the chain. And he just starts ch- just choking Hulk Hogan in the ring with the chain, and the and the refs like ah, and then like uh, a bunch of refs run down or J and J security or whatever, and they're like <laughs> try they're trying to just like rip John Cena off, but he's just like he's just like he won't let go, and then of course like Hulk Hogan with like his he's just like bald spot and everything he's just like lifeless in the ring and i think i think cena like like lays into him and then like somehow we get hulk bleeding it's like oh shit like cena made hulk bleed like what is gotten into cena and then i just wearing a crimson mask and for me the sort for me the sort of touch on top of everything i don't know if this is too much cena then gets out of the ring and he's sort of pacing and then he goes under the ring and he pulls out a spray can. Oh no. Oh no. And then he goes back into the ring and like maybe he like punches a, a ref or something and, and like yeah, gets everybody away. Over. Yeah. Or maybe or maybe he then like grabs a chair and like tries to threaten, you know, the refs or something to make the move. He goes over yeah. to Hogan, he flips Hogan onto his back, and on his back he sprays paints NWO. Oh, oh shit oh shit and then walks out i don't know oh, if that's too much shit. i don't know if it's like wait oh, what why did cena do that and then oh, the raw oh, after mania oh. opens with and who walks out but nwo cena he's doing this he's doing exactly this and he and he's he comes out and he's like He's pissed. He took me to a place I never thought I'd be. Yeah. And you made, made and me made, resort to things that I, I said I'd never do. And maybe he calls out the WWE audience and the, 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 you know, the WWE universe. And it's like, you all wanted this. Are you happy now? Yeah. Like, are like, you happy? And then, and then Hogan comes out, got a bandage on his head. He's followed by he's followed by uh, 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 officials, Adam Pierce, you know, running <laughs> after Pierce. him. He goes, he runs in the ring and starts trying to beat up Cena. Cena's hitting him back, and then all of a sudden, people enter the ring and grab Hogan, throw him off of it, and they're wearing NWO shirts. Ooh. But who is it? It's not so, Kevin Nash. So, it's not. It's not Kevin Nash though, and it's not uh, Scott Hall. But it's 
So how Some many people, how many members are we giving the uh, the Cena NWO? I mean, I think it would be I think it would be four. Like I think I think like because I you know the original was three. It was Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash. Mm. X Pac was a part of there. Mm-hmm. You know, was actually a big time part of there. Um, but I think like if you had like three dudes who are like looking up to Cena and it's like, okay, this is your stepping stone. A, you're working under Cena. And now you get to be like monster heels and get to like just have fun. Like, like being crazy bad guys and like start this new sort of kind of what they should have done with retribution. (laughs) So it's just retribution. It's no Dominic Dijakovic, uh, Dio Madden and uh, Shane Thorne. It's it, to me. It's That's who, it. That's to that. me. It's to me. It would be my idea. Would be like okay. If Cena was to turn full heel and do the NWO gimmick, who would be like three guys mm. that he would look at on the roster or even in NXT and go, "I want. I got a proposition for you." Well, they have. I think if we're trying to try to match like the blueprint of what the original members are like, probably need like a huge guy. <laughs> Um, I wonder who the huge guy could be. I mean, on it, like the, the uh, funny thing is, honestly, I would probably say Dominic Dijakovic, but I would have him be like him in NXT, like, but now just like instead of like I'm the athlete, instead it's just like I'm going to rip everybody's heads off. Yeah, yeah, sure, I like that. I like like I'm, because like to get him away from whatever Retribution is doing now. Um, let's like take off the mask. Let's let him be Dominic Dijakovic again. He's kind of like also is he like, like the Diesel. It, it, would he be like the Diesel of the uh, Cena NWO? Yeah, I would say. Or is so. he I like mean, the Razor? But I no, I would say he's more like the yeah. He's more like um, he's more like Nash. It, 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 the thing is, like you got to look at it and you kind of got to have contrast, like Cena, where like Cena, you know is kind of is the face and hogan was the face yeah and then you have yeah yeah you got two big dudes one is kind of like the big just i will i don't mess with me i'll kick your ass the other guy and and then scott hall is yeah uh, no not scott hall. kevin or no scott hall is sort of you know he's razor ramon he's uh yeah he's sort of this i don't want to say slimy but he's you know he's sort of the like um he's sort of I don't know what word to describe him. He he's he's kinda like the the weaselly sort of bad guy of like, yeah, it like it's that sort of like yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. boss, like that sort of character. So but I would think I think it's like you gotta have contrast to Cena yeah, where Cena yeah, is yeah, this, okay, you know, so. he's got he's brunette, he's big, but then you got Dijakovic standing next to him who's bigger mm. in in like height but then it's this sort of like like blonde i don't know if he's blue-eyed i don't think he is but like you know like kind of like the what you would consider like an i I know he's not i don't think he's a is he american i don't know the last name obviously says that he's from somewhere but like it's kind of like that it's like he's a, a paper cutout of like i'm the big you know athletic like scary guy 
that sort of thing. And then you need to have, you just need to have contrasting yeah, okay. characters. Okay, so I think the the Weasley, yeah, yeah, I think like the Weasley character, uh, the sneaky sneaky bastard, if you will. Uh, I think that could be a role uh, quite suited for one Cameron Grimes. No, <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> no, because well, I mean. I would more put Cameron. I would more put Cameron Grimes in as an X Pac than as uh, a than as okay. a he's, Razor yeah, he's not so, yeah, maybe he's not so much a, a Razor than he is an X Pac. But let's I see mean, who else is a um. Who's, a, who's kind of like a, a grimy bastard who could fit in a <laughs> in the uh, who's the like Cena a grimy NWO. bastard. A grimy um, bastard. I would say. In current WWE, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. This is tricky. I'm trying to just go down the rosters and go, who? Adam Cole? He's not really a grimy bastard. Not present. Well, actually. It's all, I mean, yeah, but also it's kind of, it's kind of, it, it, although when, Hall and Nash came into WCW. They were big time players like they carried themselves as big time players. And then when yeah. Hogan took over, they understood that like Hogan is the face. Yeah. And like they're promising that Hogan was going to show up. Um, it's that thing where it's it's kind of like would I see Adam Cole, who I think is probably a very good fit for it. Would Adam Cole take a backseat to Cena? Maybe not. What about Tommaso Ciampa? That'd be very interesting. Mm. That'd be very interesting. I know we're just drawing from our NXT favorites, but it's usually yeah. easier that way. Well, because I think about, I think about like, yeah, it, well, it's because you're trying to compare and, and put people who you think like would fit the same sort of personality mold as what the old NWO is. But what would the new NWO be? I think even I think even there, like I think in the Xbox position, honestly, Chad Gable. Oh, yeah. I mean, because if, if, if we're just gonna like bring up people who are not like being uh, utilized, who could who could definitely flourish in the well, position, then yeah, I, I think like yeah, Dijakovic and Gable are heavily underutilized. I think I think Gable one because it's like. Yeah, he's small, but he's like an incredible wrestler, which is something that Cena would be like. I don't think because then it's like, OK, well, why did Cena bring up these people? And it's like clearly usually usually when it's like a faction forming, it's that it's the leader seeing people who are especially a heel faction. It's like people that the the leader sees as underrated. At least that's been the trend in the past few years you know yeah what are the what are the big time stables in the past like decade essentially you have evolution which was four generations of wrestlers mm -hmm. even though it's more like three generations but like you have various like experienced wrestlers yeah um you have the undisputed era which is four guys all of the same sort of generation and time zone who all just or time and that all want to be the best at what they mm. do you have shield which is sort of the same as that you have the hurt business which is kind of like mvp seeing like the people that he sees being as underrated 
Um, so then it's like, who does Cena see in W? But then what NWO was, was it was two guys who are well-known in one company coming mm. over to another company, both saying, hey, we're going to make an impact. And like, everyone here loves us. Everyone here knows that we're badasses. We're here to take over and we got a big surprise. And then that big surprise was Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, who would Cena look at and go, I don't think I honestly like I can see I can see Chad Gable being someone where Cena goes, he is underrated. He should be a multiple time champion at this point. I can see him doing that. I think. OK, I think maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Hear me out here. Um, we can follow some a, a bit of that blueprint of uh, some surprises, people that you do not expect to be in the Cena NWO, people who have maybe left the company, who are in other companies returning, and that could be a really spicy thing. So we have Dijakovic and we have Gable already. But there's I two think, other members. Yeah, I think Dijakovic surprised somebody yeah i think dijakovic is a good pick because it's it's that cena sees the potential yeah it's that sort of thing where it's like one i think one member should be i see the potential in you Mm -hmm. and you're gonna do great things and also it's like someone that he can get to his dirty work you Mm -hmm. know because then as soon as as soon as you become like a big bad guy you get you let other people do your dirty work like that's what hogan did like he had the entire NWO do all the stuff that he wanted to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you have the up and comer, which is Dijakovic. You have the person that's wholly underrated, which is Gable. And then mm. the third person I think could be someone that everyone knows is awesome and just sees things the same way that Cena sees them. And it's like a confidant, you know? <clears throat> Returning from AEW back to the WWE to join Cena's NWO, John Moxley. That would be nuts. Yeah. So that's maybe the big. That's the maybe that's the big addition where it's like you you like you're like oh man okay there's like Dijakovic and Gable who else like yeah it's fucking John Moxley. That's just great. His big return to the WWE is that he uh, he's Dean Ambrose again, but he joins John Cena in the <clears throat> Cena WO, the CWO, the New World C- Cena, Cena World <laughs> Order, <laughs> the Cena World Order. Um, that would be crazy. But then we would need one more person for sure. Um, uh, I I I mean, imagine. Like, so we set up that whole thing of Hogan comes out to attack Cena after Cena cuts this giant promo about turning heel and being a bad guy now and all this stuff. And then out of nowhere, Dijakovic and and Gable dressed in NWO stuff or whatever they're calling themselves now, uh, comes out and attacks Hogan, peels him off. And then maybe it's this thing of Cena says, I got a big surprise for y'all. Uh... I got someone who's working behind the scenes that no one knows about. And then that's going to, and then that's like the big surprise. And so then it's on the top of the mountain is Cena with his right hand man, uh, Moxley. Moxley. And they're two like 
powerhouse underlings of Dijakovic and and uh, uh, Gable. That's pretty awesome, actually. That's that's And instead of saying on one brand, you know, where it's like, oh, well, I'm the universal champion or I'm the WWE champion and whatever. Instead, it's like, no, we're taking over the entire show. And yeah, then, they, can, they are on both brands. And sure. what and what Cena's promise to Moxley is, is that, oh, don't worry, you're going to be a world champion. Like, I'm going to get you that. I'm going to be a champion yeah. and you're going to be a champion. And that's just how we're going to roll. Like, yeah. And then, like, Dijakovic could be the intercontinental champion and Gable could be the U.S. champion. Yeah. Or they could be the tag champions uh, on any given brand. Uh, whilst uh, Cena and Moxley, Dijakovic and, and Gable win both the Raw and the SmackDown Tag Team Champion. That'd be so crazy. And they each have two belts. <laughs> two belts. <laughs> That's the Cena World Order. That be that would be and absolutely Cena, insane. And Cena is both the uh, Universal Champion and the U.S. Champion, while Moxley is the WWE Champion and Intercontinental t- Champion. They hold all the gold. And then they bring on some, then they bring, who would be the, okay, if they could bring on a woman and then that woman holds all of the, (laughs) both women's titles, who would that be? Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah, I I completely, yeah. yeah. Sasha Banks, for sure. She's, she's primed to uh, join a faction as like the, the women's, uh, the dominating women, woman wrestler, like. She's just primed to get in there and just wreck everybody and leave. <laughs> and then it's the just uh, Cena World Order taking over and friggin' uh, I guess I guess that then would have to culminate in like Hogan like getting his own gang together and taking them on or something. And then that could be like a Survivor Series match or something. It's either know. it's either that or um, it, the few culminates in like Roman Reigns challenging John Cena one more time. Like, let's say like maybe that's the title that he hasn't been able to secure is the one that Roman has. And like every other title has been won by the Cena world order, except or, for that one. Or Cena has Gable and Dijakovic. It wants to challenge Roman again. And Roman's like, I beat you already. And he's like, you haven't beat this version of me. And they go into their championship and it man- he manages it to get into like a, you know, no holds barred or whatever. And and so then you have like Gable and Dijakovic interrupting. And then what happens to make Cena win is Moxley shows up and screws over his exactly. former shield mate. That's right. He had some. With the dirty deeds. It does them dirty with the deeds. I think it would be just awesome if if Moxley showed up in WWE just as Moxley. <laughs> Not even it as so confu- it would be so confusing. People would be very confused. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> but it would be it'd be, be like what? It wasn't this Dean Ambrose? But they would never do like WWE would never do that. Like they wouldn't they wouldn't be like, oh, this guy who was with the company who went by another name uh, with a different company. And then he comes back and he I mean, but they change that. But they change people in their own company all the time. But that's within their own company. That's their choice. (laughs) That's uh, because they can't profit off of John Moxley. They have to profit off of Dean Ambrose. And that's Dean Ambrose is the name that has the history with Roman. So that is. Very, very spicy that Dijakovic and Gable come in 
maybe the Usos are there to counter because of course the, the Samoan bloodline. Um, but then, yeah, the the numbers are still skewed. What's what's Paul Heyman going to do? Is Paul Heyman going to try to stop John Moxley, no. Dean Ambrose? No, of course not. So he'll come in and he'll hit the dirty deeds on Roman Reigns, and then uh, NWO Cena will uh, get uh, Roman Reigns up onto uh, the second rope or the top rope and hit him with an avalanche uh, AA. And then roll through and hit him with one more avalanche AA and then pin him. And then he'll, that's like the culmination of the CWO is yeah. uh, they get all, they have all the belts and he, and Cena finally beats Roman who started all of this. This the, the match that started all of this business was John Cena promoting Peacemaker soon to be streaming on HBO. <laughs> no, we're not promoting Peacemaker. <laughs> um, and and starting that this whole thing about like with the legacy and, and and whose career is superior and who is really the best and you know maybe after the Cena World Order run, even though Roman Reigns beat John Cena, at first encounter, maybe Cena is the greatest of all time, but that is a fantasy, here at Book Events, because God <laughs> knows that would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's fun to pretend and it's fun to imagine. That's what we do That's here. Right. So there we go. That is Hulk Hogan versus Cena and the turn of Cena. Cena's heel turn and creating his own new world order. The Cena world order. Okay. Uh, next week we will be booking um, John Cena uh, as the star of Money Plane. No, uh, replacing. Not. No, no one understands that Edge. reference. No one gets that reference. Uh, like, Nobody likes money, money plane here. We, no, we are no one the knows only what money, money plane is. <laughs> we are the only money plane fans uh, on planet Earth. Apparently. I've never seen it. I don't want to see it. I love. You don't Edge, see, but you don't want to see your favorite wrestler in a uh, in a main a leading role as an actor. No. In a movie with Kelsey Grammer? It was forever ago when he wasn't that good of an actor. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now he is a good actor. I'll watch Vikings, thank you very much. Final season appearing. No, it's already appeared. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't promote uh, Peacemaker. We'll promote Vikings, but it's already over and done with. Uh, on History Vikings Channel. On the History Channel. Uh, also <laughs> home to uh, Fortune Fire and Pawn Stars <laughs> and uh, American Pickers. Okay, and, let's let's wrap this up. And the the Border Patrol show. <laughs> All right. Did you enjoy Cena versus Hogan? Uh, how would you have booked it? Um, you know, uh, would you want to see a Cena heel turn? And what would that consist of? And if you were to book your... Uh, current day nwo who would you want to put on it please let us know mm. yes let us fun. know um to wrap up the episode as always we have our question of the week and our match recommendation as always oh. you can leave us oh <laughs> did you not remember that you have to do a match <laughs> recommendation anthony oh well Here, you think I, one I, you, you think one while i know why I, I, <laughs> I, I go through this as always if you want to leave questions for us to answer here on the podcast you can do so by leaving uh, leaving them for us on social media, uh, on Twitter, uh, or you can also go to our website, unknownairfilms.com slash bookadvents. 
Uh, and we have an area there where you can submit your own questions that we answer here on the podcast, uh, as well as a whole list of all of our match recommendations uh, and all the episodes to the podcast. Yes. So first off, though, is our question of the week. This question, since uh, this episode is coming out the week after WrestleMania, WrestleMania, the biggest event of the year. Mm. You know, we both have our own thoughts about this year's WrestleMania. Altogether, I thought it was quite good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was but surprisingly okay. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. Surprisingly but, okay. But does anything from this year's WrestleMania break into your favorite WrestleMania moments ever? And so our question this week is what do you think is the greatest WrestleMania moment? I'm sorry. I love you. Sweet chin music. One, two, three. That's. Oh, that's that's it for me. Yeah. You're the, the Zoom call broke up for a quick second there. What did what what did exactly did you say? Oh, uh, what I did say was that I'm sorry, I love you. Super kick one, two, three is my favorite WrestleMania moment because of the emotion, because of the stakes, because uh, I mean, it's a very basic answer, but uh, I've, I've shown civilians, non wrestling fans that match and that moment. And they're like, wow, uh, with very little explanation. They're like, wow. So I think that's definitely it's got to be my favorite WrestleMania moment and Kofi mania. That's a good, that's a very good one too. Um, it's tough. There's a lot of really, really, really great WrestleMania moments out there. Um, it's really tough to say. It's, it's, it is genuinely really tough to say. I mean, like some of what some of what I would say are like my honorable mention honorable mentions are like the Hardys returning. Oh yeah, like, that's a good one. Like Ooh, that's surprise, a really good one. surprise into the tag team ladder match and then they end yeah. up winning it. Because um, you think it was gonna be the new day, right? You think the new day are gonna enter because they're the hosts of Mania, they're not in a match. Uh and you're like, oh okay, this makes sense. They're gonna enter. And that music hits. That hardy theme. Ooh. Ooh. I remember watching that and I was screaming my head off. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. even though I like um, very much knew that they were going to return. Like I, I had a feeling. Um, another one of, I mean, another honorable mention. I, I think I know what I'm going to say for my actual one, but I'll mention mm. these two honorable mentions. Um, I, I know it's controversial because of who's involved, but um, the end of WrestleMania 20, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit both ending ending the night both as champions, and mm. them embracing in the ring as best friends. Like it was that is such an amazing moment. And mm. obviously now that you know technically doesn't exist in the eyes of WWE, no. but no, it, it's, at the it's time it was it was such an amazing moment. Mm. Um. My last uh, uh, kind of honorable mention, just really quickly, are two Edge moments. Just because Edge is my favorite wrestler, 
Um, mm. As I've said before, Edge spearing Mick Foley into a flaming table. Yes. And also Edge spearing Jeff Hardy from the top of a ladder. <laughs> In uh, off of in in the in the first ever TLC match at WrestleMania, Edge on top of a ladder, Hardy hanging from the belts, hanging above the ring, Je- <laughs> Edge spearing him in midair oh. into the mat. Just two amazing visual killer moments. Marty, but if I you think, like Edge, if you like Edge uh, in midair, you're gonna love Edge and Money Play. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> My my favorite WrestleMania, what I think is the greatest WrestleMania moment ever, is the creation of the Attitude Era, where Mike Tyson punches, or uh, no, yeah, Mike Tyson punches Shawn Michaels, screws him out of the title, uh, turns on DX, reveals that he's all Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin wins the title at WrestleMania, and the Attitude Era begins. Because then it was Mealy after that, that it was Austin Beautiful. versus McMahon. And uh and yeah, it just I mean uh it was it was before that that the rattlesnake started becoming a character after he won King of the Ring and all this stuff. But like that was mm-hmm. that was the moment. Because then the Monday after that was the start of what became the Attitude Era. Beautiful. Absolutely so. beautiful. I have so, a match recommendation. It's not even like you don't have to watch the entire match. You just have to watch the end of it because uh, it's it's good. It's good because it's a John it's, Cena moment. Oh, it is okay. But just to uh, to say, if you want to let us know what your uh, what you think is the greatest WrestleMania moment of all time, please let us know mm-hmm. online. We'd love to. Yes, we'd love to hear them and or read them out on the on the show. Yes. So what okay. is your match, match recommendation, recommendation this week, Anthony, to close uh, out the show? I don't know if I recommended it before. Probably not, because overall this uh, event was not amazing, but the end of it was very cool. Um, or the number 30 entrant was pretty cool. Uh, that would be uh, the Royal Rumble of uh, 2008 when John Cena comes back. <laughs> no, That's my recommendation. It's actually funny because that's probably like one of his biggest pops ever. It's awesome. It's so like, great. Where everyone actually cheered for him. <laughs> like <laughs> that's and it's and it's actually that whole mania that are not mania. Sorry. That whole Royal Rumble is actually really good. That Royal Rumble starts with Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And then I, I mean, I, I thought it was fine. I thought like it's it's fine up until like the very end when it gets like oh that's fucking crazy and it has like uh that royal rumble has like mick foley in it it has jimmy superfly snooka yeah i think it has roddy (laughs) piper too um but then the finish is uh the finish is him and triple h and yeah and and yeah he he ends up winning which is awesome um, and he then wins. I think I think that year was then him against Shawn Michaels, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not I think sure. So. But that I Royal so. Rumble, that's that's the recommendation. You yeah. gotta you gotta listen for the pop, and uh, it's great. Another cool match from that specific Royal Rumble is uh, the World Heavyweight. Is it? Yeah, the World Heavyweight Championship match, which was Edge versus Rey Mysterio. 
Shout outs. Shout outs to Edge. Shout outs to Rey Mysterio. Um, My favorite wrestler and your favorite wrestler. There we go. <laughs> so go watch the 2008 Royal Rumble just for Cena's epic pop of his surprise return after returning from injury uh, where mm. he returned like way earlier than everyone expected. So, yeah, way, way, way earlier. It's great. All right. I think that's going to call it for this episode of Book Events. Oh it was a good one, Anthony. I yes, enjoyed it. It was fun. And we hope you <laughs> enjoyed it, too. Um, as always, you can reach us online and see everything that we're doing here at Unknown Air by following us at UE underscore films. You can follow myself online on Instagram and Twitter at Barton Minute. You can follow Mr. Anthony Hall at Hall and Jokes on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Book It Vince Pod. And remember, less than a week, April 24th is the last day that you can pick up these limited edition shirts. These Book It, the first ever Book It Vince shirt. A homage. Support the brand. A homage to ECW classic, awesome wrestling t-shirts. Um, pick yours up today. Unknownairshop.com. Is this what Goldust does? Uh, yeah, he did stuff like that. <laughs> For our um, video watchers, I was doing exactly. a very soft caress of our graphic. That's true. I completely forgot that if you're if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> you have no idea what these shirts look like. So you should go over to unknownairshop.com. Check them out. And check it out and pick one up before April 24th. Mm. Limited yes. edition. If you get one, you'll be one of only a few people in the world to have one. That's right. And then maybe someday you can turn it. Maybe someday it can become an NFT and then sell for millions of dollars. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Episode one of Book Events is becoming an NFT. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what process that would be. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Go watch some wrestling. We hope that you stay safe out there, and we'll see you next time. Do the hand sign, but don't say the thing. Too sure. sweet. Sure.